Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Allison Rosen is your new best friend live from Sketchfest. How's everyone doing out here? <clears throat> I feel like it's kind of an early time to be doing what's going to be the best show you've ever seen. I feel like best show you've ever seen, prime time, is like, by the way, this is not rehearsed. This is off the cuff. I'm like Miss Maisel in the flesh. Do you guys watch that show? Who watches that show? <clears throat> Here's my ish, you, with that show. Her jokes aren't funny. Have you noticed? Like, the audience, Anthony Bruce, is eating that shit up, but she's up there just like, this is why I should have rehearsed, but, or come up with it ahead of time. But the, it's, it's pithy, but it's not funny. And as someone who's, like, made my career being more on the pithy side than funny side, I probably shouldn't have even said that. A um, couple things... Uh, first, I need to just I need to just ask you guys some questions. Um, who has heard my show before? <laughs> Who's not heard my show before? Okay. Do ra- raise your hands. I need to know where the people are. Okay. Hello. Hi, Rob. Hello. Um, hi. I don't know your name. Um, okay, so now I know, because sometimes I might need to explain some things, uh, and I'll just target it right at you guys. Um, so a couple things that you should know about me that I like to tell people right away. Uh, these are things that are currently disconnected from my life, but I feel like they give me cred and make me sound cool. And one is that I was born in Oakland. And two is that I used to play in a band. Both of these were eons ago. However, today, for this show, Sketchfest Gateway Theater, in the Bay Area, where my roots are, my band is reuniting, and it's going to be super duper fun. Now, I did a show here at the same theater two years ago. Um, I was not here last year because I was very pregnant, uh, but the year before, I was here, and a thing, I assume most of you guys are probably podcast listeners, even if you, the two of you haven't specifically heard mine. Um, it's sort of a challenge when you host a podcast to figure out, well, how do I do that show live? Because do, are people, is it just like, you know, watching a taping of a sitcom back when there were sitcoms where like you just want to, oh my gosh, they're doing that thing and I'm just watching it. Or do you want an actual performance? And most of the other podcasters that I know and respect are like, just go up there and do your thing. And I was like, well, or I could hire a Tony Thaxton. <laughs> That was unexpected, but very much appreciated. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, what I did was I hired a choreographer off of Thumbtack. Her name was Mindy. She was lovely. Uh, And she taught me some dances, and I'm not a coordinated person. And so then I did some dances, and that way I felt like at least I'm, like, giving them a performance and also the interview portion of the podcast. Uh, But when when I was asked to do Sketchfest, by the way, I was asked. I'm, I'm very, very desired here. Uh, when I was asked to do Sketchfest this year, I immediately said yes. But then, then I thought, well, I guess I'm going to hire a choreographer again. Like, I've set the bar mid-level. So i got to at least clear that. What am I going to do? And then my husband, Daniel, you guys don't know who that is, but the rest of you probably do. <laughs> Um, he's like, what if you could get the Angoras? That was my old band. My dad called us the Allegras. What if you could get the Angoras to play? And I thought, that'd be cool, but no. Because we're all spread out. Uh, but then, 
I thought, but what if? Which is the same thing I think when I'm like, I've had four cups of coffee. Can I have another one? No. But what if? Can I sleep with an electric blanket and a heat pad? No. But what if? I do. And it's a whole separate... I have to, I'm going to start a podcast about it. Anyway, very, very excited to be here. Excited to have... So many people came in for this show. It's super duper exciting. Um, and so just so you know what's coming, uh, we're going to chat with my producer in a minute because uh, I haven't seen him in a while. And then we've got Kirsten Vangs Ness. She's here. She's lovely. And then the Angoras. The whole bunch of stuff. I probably shouldn't have mentioned any of it. Anyway, okay. First, uh, so my producer, Tony Thaxton. Tony um, Thaxton is going to come to the stage. Now, Tony plays drums in a band called Motion City Soundtrack, and he's been on tour abandoning me and the podcast, which if you've listened in the last month, you know I've just been spinning in place trying to figure out what to do. Because usually Tony and I talk about my studio's termite problem at the top. It's what people tune in for. Uh, I did solve it myself, by the way. I'm, I'm, in fact, Tony, why don't... Hang on. There's a lot that I'm trying to do at once. And by the way, my co-host of Childish, the other podcast that I host, just walked in. Everyone give Greg Fitzsimmons a round of applause. Okay, so I know from Tony's Instagram where he immodestly posts, reposts videos of people chanting his name that he only comes to the stage of people, stage of people chant Tony. So let's do it. Tony, 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 Hello. Oh, yeah, grab a mic. Grab a mic. Have a seat. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, Allison. Hi, It's good to see you. It's been like a month. I know. Yeah. We've had... Your friend Pete, the retailer from the mm-hmm. Star Wars Minute, if yes. anyone listens to that podcast. In that podcast, they discuss Star Wars Minute by... They do like... There's a bubble in my throat, which is so unfortunate Are right now. Are you okay? Now. I can take over. Well, I knew you had aspirations. All right. Um, enough about Star Wars Minute. Let's talk about you. You've been on tour. How's Correct. it going? It's going really well. Uh, I'm almost done. Literally only two more shows. Uh, well, I go back out for a couple more shows next month, but basically almost done. Uh, and it's been great. I think, you know, we'd taken three plus years off mm-hmm. and, uh, we weren't sure. I mean, we felt pretty good that people would still care, but we didn't know for sure. It seems like and, according uh, to your, again, immodestly reposted Instagram stories, it seems like they really, really care. Yeah. It's surpassed our expectations. I think the, uh, crowds have been... Much bigger than I thought they were going to be. There were some venues we played that I thought were going to be way too big, and then they sell out. So, Well, how nice for you. Right. Um, you know. Tony, you told me that some craziness happened at the show yesterday. It was a weird day yesterday, yeah. We, we played in Berkeley last night. Woo! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, don't get me wrong. This is not, like, going to blow your mind or anything, but compared to... Normally things run pretty smoothly, and, and, you know, we get there, load in, play the show, whatever. It's just the day. It's kind of that every day. But yesterday, uh, we are, uh, we do our sound check and, and everything, we're backstage. And I had noticed um, my drum tech came in our dressing room at one point, 
And there were some, a couple of guys just kind of like lingering near him, and I thought they were waiting on him for something because then they didn't follow him in. But then he didn't like go back out and talk to them. I was like, oh, okay. And then I just kind of moved on. I just thought they must work here and whatever. Later on in the day, I walked by, and like those guys were still kind of by our dressing room, and they like said hi to me, and I was like, hey, how's it going? And then just kept moving. And apparently, later in the afternoon, uh, early evening... The, those two guys just like came in. I wasn't in the dressing room at the time, but these guys come into the dressing room and just like open the refrigerator in the dressing room and start looking in it. And then I, I, was it a health inspection? <laughs> maybe that would have been better. <laughs> uh, and then uh, our guitar player is like, "Who are you guys?" And they like said their names and then just walked out. And. <laughs> So, like, later in the day, like, everybody's like, yeah, what, who are those guys? Because you don't know. Like, it could be guys that work at the right. club. It could be the, because the openers text. every day, like, the first band every day has been a local band. So, like, you don't know. And you just sort of give it the benefit of the doubt. The are they Alice Rosen's and Junior Best Friend fans? It might have been. Uh, let, me they... ask, let me ask you this. Do you have a lot, of fran- uh, a lot of fans that do crystal meth? Not a lot. What do you call a lot? At least two. I mean, probably. Okay. Probably. All right. Well, maybe but, then. So, so tweakers. Yeah. So it turns out uh, at some point somebody found out they had like the venue had put some posters in our room for us to sign. And I guess they came in and took one of those and they had gone to one of the other dressing rooms and taken some tequila. And uh, then once this was kind of found out, uh, eventually our tour manager ends up calling the cops, I guess is like, they stole stuff. Like, they should get arrested. Wow. And what a so... narc nerd. Hey, well, let me... Dork loser square. That is, that is my home for the day. I, I, I thankfully didn't have my backpack no, with my laptop. Dude. Cool people are like, hey, you want to do drugs? Sit on my lap. Have stuff in my refrigerator. Here, play with my dog. Do you want the hard drives with your show stolen? Oh, my show. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, theoretically, if I were in Motion City Soundtrack no. and I was debating it. And you never will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't want I don't want that. Right. Thank you for reminding me. I don't want so that. So that's why that he was, was like... I didn't so, know my show was in danger. Yeah. So, uh, so I guess then when the cops came and then searched these guys, they had... Uh, they found crystal meth on them. And, and the one Courtney of, Friel episode that's airing Monday. Right. <laughs> Uh, She's a newscaster. Trump hit on her. It's it's interesting. <laughs> and one of them had an empty backpack. So oh. clearly some intent intent going on there. Wow. Uh, and so that was that was a little pre-show excitement. And then as if that wasn't enough, when we're about ten minutes from going on the stage, making myself a little cocktail for the for the stage, mm. and uh, making a vodka soda. Want to put a little lime in there? Cut the lime. Boom. Right into my thumb. Oh, no. Immediately gushing so much blood. Ew, Tony. And I'm moments from going on stage. Oh, my God. I was just telling our, my drummer, Tim, my, I own him. Yeah. I was telling him about your crazy scar on your arm. Mm-hmm. From, but I couldn't, even though I know the whole story, it was this Patreon bonus episode. That's a cue. A Patreon bonus episode. Patreon. Thank you. Uh, where you shared the story. Like, in half a second, remind me, your arm exploded. What happened? 
Uh, yeah, no, I, I broke it. It didn't heal. I had surgery. Uh, then the plate they put in got infected months yeah. later, and then it exploded. It's an appetizing story. Yeah. And now you're cutting into longer. your thumb. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. Those are your money makers. So I, had, I know. I had to go down and, and clean out my thumb uh, and bandage it heavily and then cut the uh, tip off of a rubber glove and placed it over my thumb and played the show like that. And then about halfway through the show, I started not feeling great. Were you were you bleeding out? Uh, no, that's what I was worried about because I was like, I don't, I don't know how you know when you need stitches. I think I'm okay, uh, but I just definitely didn't start feeling good. But let me let me tell you why. Uh, as soon as we got off stage, immediately ran to the bathroom and had diarrhea. Oh, yeah. So great day yesterday. So one of my friends, Jody, <laughs> shit himself while he was like looking at the beach and then just shit himself the other day. And this was the first thing that my friends brought up when I saw it. And I, was, and I just kept being like, hope you don't, you know, be careful. Hope you don't shit yourself again. And then later he was drinking black coffee. And I was like, what are you doing? That seems like, yeah. that's like, I have a gun that keeps going off. Could I have more bullets? Um, and he had such a casual attitude about it. He was very much like, when you get older, it happens. It's not going to happen again. Which is like very mixed messages. Like, it happens all the time. I'm not worried about it happening again. Because for me, if I had some kind of explosive incident, I would be squeezing my cheeks. I would be very worried about anything passing by there. Yeah. But he was so casual about it. So, like, where are you on the butt cheek squeezing scale? Oh, I was terrified. Like, because I was was worried that's what was coming. And so I was just, I just, I got to finish the show. Got to finish the show. And I think definitely I was, I was just trying to get through it for the second mm-hmm. half. And I'm sorry, anyone, I, don't, I don't assume anyone was there last night that's here. But the drums seemed was extra there, clenched. I, was there actually anyone here that was... Oh, someone's pointing, and then he looks... He's, oh, that's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. everyone was there. Well, thank your cousin for me. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to get through it. And then immediately uh, just, yeah, ran off stage and, and went straight to the bathroom. Cool, huh? Well, thanks. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> thanks for that story. Um, you know I love poop stuff. I know. But I like that I... you save it for the live show. Because yeah. I feel like you don't, you don't join in the scat chat in the studio as much as I would like. Well, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not necessarily like a... I don't think I feel as it's strongly about it as, as you. But, you know, it you know literally say, happened last night. So. You know how they say when you find your passion, you're in the flow, you, you know, you don't notice time passing, Flow's it doesn't feel like work. <laughs> Poop stuff is my flow. Yeah. yeah. Again, um, not the best phrasing. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let you go empty your bowels. Or pr- whatever you do. You just, I'm just saying thank you for joining us for this. Thanks We're going to see me. Tony again. But it's now time for me to bring out the woman you came to see, Kirsten Banks Nest, actor, writer. She's specifically a playwright, you guys, which is a very fancy kind of writer. You know her as Penelope Garcia on Criminal Minds. And she, I have all sorts of stuff to talk with her about. Let's chant for her. Let's just chant Kirsten. 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 Oh, grab a mic. Hello. Thank you for joining us. So you posted some stuff last night 
um, that you were you were going to host something, and I was like, "Oh, you're already in town." I figured you were at Sketchfest hosting, no. but then you texted me this morning to say that your plane was running late. Yes. Uh, so, where were you last night, and what were you hosting? I was at the. I was hosting the CAS Awards, which is the Cinema Audio Society. So all the people that make all the noises, like Foley Otter Oh, that. Harrison like how Ford they was there. Crack uh, celery to do bones cracking yes. or something. Yes, That's all and I, know. I had to be the opening. I was I was the host, and um and I wore a very fancy dress, and I had a I wrote a song at the beginning. I wrote this whole thing. Wow. I I wrote a history of of mixers, and I wrote this song about. Because they didn't have a theme song, and I was like, actors have a theme song, which is like, I'm sleepy, it's cold, what are my lines? Um, <laughs> and, and directors have a theme song, which is, um, I like that idea, I'm going to steal it and pretend it's my idea. Um, and, uh, and so I had a line in the song I wrote, and it was, for every cough, sneeze, and meow. And I did this, I was wearing a glamorous dress, I did this, oh, just, just so I could say meow. It's fake, everyone. Don't be afraid. We have to. And if you're listening it. to the podcast, yeah. I'm wearing a very large bicep-sized tattoo that says what, ladies and gentlemen? And Catterday. It says Catterday on it. Um, and uh, people get angry when they say it if they think that you really made that choice long term. <laughs> um, uh, but I did the whole thing, and then I I sang and I cough, sneeze, and and no one could see it. So um, <laughs> yeah. And then later on during the show, you'd hear people whisper like. I um, but yeah, so I was hosting that and then I got on a plane this morning wow. to do this, now you, which I'm very happy that I did. Thank you so much oh, for doing pleasure. this. I'm thank so you so much. Thank you so much. I enjoy your podcast. Um, I enjoy you. Oh. Just all, I actually, it sounded, it sounded, um, no, it didn't. Okay, good. I understand the timber of your voice and I, I think that people that know Patreon, 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 understand the timber of your voice and those yeah. that don't need to learn it. And I think probably people that just subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes.com slash Allison Rosen also get it. Right, yeah. sure. And I need to go on and make my review. Oh, I my do, God. I haven't done that yet. You know, Could I, I heard, love you more? No. I heard that I heard on podcasts I just recently started listening to that you need to make a new review because sometimes the yes. algorithm gets weird. Everyone, right now. Leave a review. Yeah, the whole the charts thing, it's a big mystery it's to everyone. Yeah. Now you are one, you're the thing I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. You're one of the rare few who you don't host a podcast yet, do you? I don't. I'm on this one. I don't. Right. I have a weird, like, I, I'm like both like, uh, unfortunately, I will share. I, when I was in first grade, the teacher went over to my mom. She's like, there are no secrets in your house. Like, I can't. And I came from a very tumultuous house. So that's not good to like, just be like, guess what my dad did. Um, you, that's not, people don't want that. But I can't, I'm, compa- I'm a compulsive I share my own things. Truth because, teller? Because yeah, that's just like me. Yeah, like uh, my own things. And so um, I feel like I would be very afraid to have a podcast. Oh. My mother. I remember the first interview I did in like a paper for like a play I'd done. And this is before Criminal Minds had aired. And the very last line of it, it was like in a theater paper. The very last line was, it was something like blah, 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 blah. And then I masturbate. And my mom said, you know, someday what's going to happen when you get famous? I mean, what are you going to say? And still to this day, like, I can't help it. I'll say something like that. And I thought to myself, are you going to still be the person who'll just say, and then I masturbated? And yeah, which I don't know that's a good thing. I feel like there should be a point where you learn decorum or how to be an adult or something. I struggle with that because I also am someone who just blurts stuff out. Did uh, a quick detour. Did you happen? You know who Joe Rogan is, right? Everyone knows who Joe Rogan is. 
Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Uh, um, I know he supported him, and I feel like because he. I feel like I have this feeling about him, so I kind of block out his face. About, but if I saw his face, I'd know exactly about what About Joe? What does he look like? Is he a silver hair? He's, no, he's bald, and he's very buff, and he hosts MMA, and he... <gasps> that guy, He yes. was on Fear I, Factor and, and his radio. Yes, and I... Okay, I, don't, I know who he is. And I know so, he supported... What's his yes. name? So I get all this. So there was this article trending, but the article is actually from August. I thought it, in the Atlantic, and it's like why... It's exploring Joe Rogan's popularity mm-hmm. um, and like the good and the bad and because he can be a bit of a controversial figure. Um, I should say I've been on his podcast. He's always been very nice to me. Thank you, Joe. Is he supposed to be like a little, like a little flavor of misogynistic on him? That, that is one of the, one of the things it, people it, say, it. yeah. So, um, and also that he gives a platform to people that like a lot of people, like Alex Jones, feel should be deplatformed. But anyway, this oh, is such a, a, such a long way to get to what I'm trying to say. I'm with you, though. But so anyway, the article was saying the thing about Joe is he just said any thought he entertains, he feels like he should say. Like he doesn't filter his thoughts enough. He just kind of say if it's interesting to him, he just says it. And I thought, I invented that. But did you know that's no, no. my thing? But the, I don't. I think that someone's his problem, and I'm. I don't don't frequent him. But I would suggest that someone like that isn't curating. Their thoughts. And that doesn't mean keeping them secret. That means it's going, it's coming out, and you're like, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody but me, we're fine. And you know what I'm saying? Like, when it's coming out of your body, it should be going through a filter of, is it true? Is it a story I tell myself about somebody else? And what does it say about me? Mm. So if he has that unconsciousness that he doesn't know that that, what that says about him, then I think that you have to listen to him with a filter, which I think you should listen to anybody with. But. Well, you have found a way to make me feel great about the fact that I blurt out everything that oh, goes through my mind. You're welcome. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, I think. Now, you said that you... No, no, no. Did you say I think? I think you, I... Sh- you, yeah, I should be it. glad. Take it. Okay. Feel good. Okay. Yeah, you've made okay. me feel wonderful. Um, you said you came from a tumultuous house. I did. What kind? Uh, I always describe it as like raised by wolves or um, <laughs> have you seen an after school special or uh, stuff like that. Here's the thing. Everybody's okay. I have a really, uh, my, my father transitioned to non-physical and I have a very good relationship with him now. And, um, like better now that he's not yes, here? Because uh, it was very rot. And I like to think, and maybe this is just how I get through the day. I know it's how I get through the day, to be clear. So no one can take this away from me because I need to get through the fucking day. Am I allowed to cuss? Good. I thought so. Um, So I like to think that before we get on the planet, there's all these people and this person's like, I'm going to be such a thorn and I'm going to be such a jerk because I I care about you so much. And I feel like we had that kind. Like I always say, like 45 uh, in the White House, um, that like he single-handedly can uncovered a rock of issues that all of us had to deal with at the exact same time. So in a way, you know what I mean? As frustrating, as reprehensible as I think that behavior is, I used to work at a group home and used to be like, that behavior is reprehensible. Please don't, I don't like that you pooped in that pillowcase and you're throwing it at me. That is reprehensible behavior. Cause you, you like, have, cause you love the pillowcase. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good thread count, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but like, you have the right to breathe air the same as I do. You have the right to have your dreams and wishes and your pursuit of happiness, but your behavior is reprehensible. So mm. I could say that I was around people whose behavior, as I became an adult, and you get that weird disconnect where you're like, I'm never going to be an adult because they act like such jerks. And then you become one, and you're like, wait a minute. you know. And then you treat everything that's adult like you're being a jerk, like getting stupid airplane tickets. 
What a jerk. What a jerk trying to take magnesium before you go to bed so you're not hungover. Paying my mortgage. jerk. Paying my mortgage. Well, I don't do that. Who does that? Okay. Um, No, not me. (laughs) I don't. don't. (laughs) But like, I think that, um, did that make sense? Did I answer your question? Yeah. Okay. Yes, kind of. Uh, That's exactly what I wanted to do. (laughs) Because I think proper nouns get tricky with things like that. Because I think everybody you say, who had a tumultuous childhood? And like a lot of people are going to raise yeah. their hand. And then some people are like, oh, I feel guilty because mine wasn't really that bad. Or well, I don't you, know. can have, like, you can have an overtly uh, tumultuous childhood, mm-hmm. which it sounds like you did. Yeah. In or my you can have, a, I feel like, I mean, there's more than these two options. But another option is like sort of what I had, which I would say was covertly tumultuous in that I was like, until I was, <clears throat> excuse me, in my late teens or my 20s, I was like, I came from a perfect home, perfect everything. I don't understand why I'm so messed up. But that could be the very reason. I mean, I, I mean, no, could no, be no, the no it's not though. But, well, and it, <laughs> it could be the very, very reason why I people perceive me as being very together because I'm so okay with my not togetherness mm-hmm. sometimes, or I'm so dedicated to like making it make sense, or like writing about it, or doing things about it. But like. I feel like now, like, everybody that was involved in it was in tumultuousness. My mother was, oh, my God, like, I think, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're also taking these children along with you. And How it, many like, children? T- just two, me and my sister. Uh, but, like, like I said, everybody is so great and happy now, like, and okay. Everybody's in one piece. And I feel like that kind of contrast, if you can choose to alchemize it and if you have the means and the power and the privilege eventually – I don't know. Like, I think that some people can't get out of it. I was Mm-mm. lucky. We yeah. were lucky to, you know. Um, and people have it way worse than that. Like, I'm not saying, but, you know, it's also hilarious. Your, um, sh- your thanks, shitty guys, childhood? For that silence. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. Anyway. <laughs> um, and you worked in a group home. I so- did my day job before I was, I always knew I wanted to act, but like, I knew very, very clearly I was going to live on cat food for the rest of my life by choosing to do that. So I was like, okay, cool. So I'm just going to keep doing theater and just do my thing and then just have three day jobs. So it would be like, I work at a murder mystery dinner theater and I work at Wells Fargo Bank. That was a bad idea on their, on their side. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, or I, I worked at a group home for years, I did. And then I was a long-term substitute teacher and I, I had a lot of different jobs. Which was the hardest? Oh, the group home was very difficult, but it was also very beautiful. It was a very seductive job because you're living with these human beings who need a lot of um, help. And this is at the time when the California law allowed people who had a theater degree to watch children. (laughs) Um, And everybody else who was there were like studying to be social workers or whatever. And I was like getting a degree in in sparkle hands. And... um, (laughs) And so, but it was good because then there was like, I would work with this woman, Susan, and she was amazing. And like, she lived her whole life. Like her dad was like a biker and she was like super intense and she knew how to make loose meat sandwiches and the kids loved those. And, and whoa, wait, <laughs> loose meat. It's ground. It's ground. It's just ground beef and Velveeta. It's delicious. And I'm a vegetarian, it- but I now make a vegetarian version of that. Does she um, name it loose meat though? That's what it was called on the menu because I used to write out the menus. Oh. And then I would go to the library and I remember like the first time I got there and they were like, you have never, it's like, you know, it's a group home. Anybody who's listening to this who's ever worked in something like that, they're like, oh yeah, I've totally had a angry six-year-old take off all their clothes and wield their non-foreskin penis at me like a sword. That's, that could happen. And you just have to be like, okay, so stay away from you and make sure you're calm because they're like 
going through a, a thing, you know? But um, to avoid things like that happening. I like that you call it non-foreskin penis. <laughs> It was a foreskinned penis. It was oh, the oh. one that I I would I remember seeing it and being like, "Is he okay?" And then I was like, "I think I've just never seen, seen a this." Non-foreskin. Then you saw when you're like, oh, "Okay, a different." I got it. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, um, but when I it's got like there, covert and overt. Yeah, like we were talking about. Yeah, earlier. like like non-plussed and plussed. Yes, like gruntled and disgruntled. That oh. non because non if you're non-plussed. That actually means I know. you're shocked. I know. I love saying People it always I love get it like, wrong. I was so nonplussed. And then they're like, mm-hmm. oh, so it didn't bother you at all. And you're like, exactly wrong. Yeah. And then you feel superior. And then you go, stupid adult, Kirsten. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I would go and I would get library books. And I remember showing up with library books and they were like, good luck. It was the best acting way to... They taught you comedy and act because they are a brutal audience and yeah. you have to keep them. No, oh, I heard about the pillowcases. Yeah, you have to keep them interested. And it was so fun to to like be with them and teaches you about community. And and if you handle it right, anybody who chooses to work with people who are in some way in a different power position, you're making an agreement to deal with your own internal stuff. So if you can handle it and be conscious of that, you can really learn a lot about how you treat the weaker parts of you and if you're going to be kind or not and what what is making you want to like get so mad at that person. And um, so I loved it, but it was hard. But you can pretty much do anything after you've done that. I want to tell you guys about EveryPlate. EveryPlate is a meal kit company, but what differentiates it from the other ones, because there's a fair amount of other ones out there, uh, is that it has a much lower price point. So you might be thinking, sure, that sounds convenient. I would, well, let's just start. Let's say you're not familiar with meal kit delivery service company situations. That's okay. Let me educate you. They send you a box filled with everything you need to make a delicious meal or delicious meals. It's got all the ingredients. They're perfectly proportioned. They send you the recipe. You can uh, specify if there's certain things you don't eat, etc. cetera. Um, and they're wonderful, but usually they're, uh, they can be cost prohibitive. Not every plate. Uh, every plate dinners are the cheaper alternative to takeout or delivery. Every plate is 58% cheaper than other major meal kits out there. And it's so delicious. Uh, never buy more ingredients than you need because every plate's recipe come with everything already pre-measured. So a box, uh, every plate box arrived the other night and Daniel and Elliot opened it up. And then they, before my very eyes, cooked a delicious dinner together. It was so friggin' cute. And what they made is sweet and tangy cherry meatballs. So these delicious little meatballs that had kind of a cherry glaze and then roasted zucchini and garlic mashed potatoes. And it was a kind of a whim decision, which you can do with every plate. Um, Daniel just decided, you know what? I'm just going to make this right now. And from the time he and Elliot, who's three, so not the best sous chef, from the time they started to the time we were eating was like half an hour. It was a... I'm a convert. Get three weeks of EveryPlate meals for only $2.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code BESTFRIEND3. Don't forget that three. It's for the three weeks. So again, get three weeks of EveryPlate meals for only $2.99 by going to everyplate.com and entering code BESTFRIEND3. That's 40% off each of your first three boxes. Three weeks of EveryPlate, $2.99 per meal, everyplate.com and entering code BESTFRIEND3. I this is this is a compliment that's uh, not going to sound like one. Okay, I'm ready. Get ready. It's my favorite kind. Talking, hearing you talk, it's reminding me of like because I've had a few different therapists, 
each like my team, um, <laughs> my mental glam squad. Yeah, yeah you need. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, take it; it's yours. Okay. <laughs> um, and talk, hearing you, hearing things you're saying is like reminding me of bits of all of them in a way because I had one who felt like when a problem or a challenge crops up in your life, it's there to like make you think like, what do I need to work on? And then I had another who, like what you were just saying, who, um, okay, technically she was a life coach. It's but how I, you felt about her. I felt like I would prefer that she was a licensed therapist yeah. when I talk about her. Yeah. So, cause I don't like to admit that I ever had hired someone that's, unless, if anyone's here is a life coach, get a degree. Um, <laughs> then we can talk. So, but she would talk about like all the different parts of you. Like you're talking about like the weaker parts of you and stuff. So anyway, are you, have you done a lot of therapy? I, I have. And I think I, and I've done a lot of reading and I do a lot of, a lot of different things. I'm a very much like whatever gets you to God, whatever, you know, whatever that proper noun is, go there kind of a thing. So like, I, and I think I learned that when I decided I wanted to be an actor because you get like a tool belt. You know, you go to school and you're like, you need to know how to cry on cue or you need to know how to come inside out or outside in to get to that thing. And I like this concept because for me, one thing doesn't always work, like for anything. And I'm talking about like cleaning my house to like not having an anxiety attack to like being not afraid to... You're, I think they all center around fear. Um, but like, I think that it's like how to manage something. I need like 16 tools. So then I can be like, okay, that one didn't work. I got this one. I got this one. I got this one. Because in order to do a lot of the things I want to do, I need to be braver than I am. And so mm. you need to have like a little bit of an arsenal, which I think all of us do because we all want to stretch a little bit to get what we want. And I think that that's part of the, the well, joy. And I write a lot about parts and pieces. I'm super into that. I'm super into like, like, we're all like parts. Right. Yeah. That's one of the things I think to go back to what we we're talking about. One of the challenges of being an adult is pushing yourself and trying to figure out like, well, how, cause you know, now that I'm kind of the boss of me, thank God. Um, how much do I make myself do things I don't want to do? How much? Cause I like, if I had my choice, I would not have done PE for, all. I don't, I don't know if I would have even gone to school. I remember when I got my license at 16, I was like, I can't believe I'm just driving myself to school. <laughs> why, why am I, why am I going there? Um, you know, and so now that, and I remember being like, I never have to do PE again. I know it's hard to, given this undulating waterbed of a midsection thing I have going on. Um, as a, I got a lot to say about that, but that's also a separate podcast. Um, anyway, yeah, I did not like PE. That's what all of that was. Um, right. I was just quiet because I was like, you're a beautiful human being and your self-deprecating does not stop that or make that go away. Thank you. You're a a human being. That's very nice. And women have hormones and things and our bodies look away like we're... And your body has every bit of respect and you didn't burn down an orphanage. You you look like that and that's beautiful. But that's so nice. There's a part of me that that I'm getting there more and more. Um, but then there's a big part of me that's just like, like pictures I've seen oh, sure. of myself this sure. week and I'm just like, oh I do my that God. To, I mean, I do that to myself. So easy for me yeah. to say to somebody else, like, come on, well, let's all be a village of ladies who are affirming of our bodies. And then alone don't like, yeah, we all do that. I, right. I, I get tough. it. I get it. But, but so anyway, what I, but before I started getting on that subject that then it's like very sticky and I can't uh-huh. get off of it. Yeah, I'm no, like, I hear you. We could, you guys band, we're not going to do that. I'm just going to talk about my stomach. And my postpartum body. 
which I feel got to move on. Must move on. We're moving on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. As an adult, how much do you make yourself do stuff that scares you? I have a, I have a slogan and it's not, I did not come up with this. It's just, I stole it from somewhere. I have a lot of them. I'm going to steal it from you. This is my, this is my most recent one. This is my big question to everybody. You're about to go do something and then you get nervous and you're like, am I being chased by a bear? Answer is no. Do it. Like if you're scared and you're like, am I? Because the reason why we have fear, right, is like it's right. old, right? Am I? Is a Primitive, tiger chasing yeah. me right now? No. Or is there something that's actually going to put me in harm? And is the thing that's keeping you from doing it this entire, um, you know, drama that you build up between here's the thing I want and the distance between me and the thing I want has a lot of bullshit. So like, yeah. if that's the reason why, why then, then then go do it. And, but you have to do it in like bits and you not, you have to make sure you're not a dick to yourself while you do it. I think that that's my biggest problem is like, okay, yeah, you're going to go do that. And, and sometimes I'm like, yeah, just be cool. Like, don't be such a jerk. Like it, you're doing something that you want to do. Don't get on your case just cause you're nervous about it. Cause that's another reason I think we avoid it. Cause if you go toward the thing, you then have to listen to that part of your brain that's oh, been that's been the whole yeah. time going, hey baby, just stay in bed, just stay in bed, right. honey. You're okay. Everything you don't got to do nothing. You don't got to be nobody. It's too late anyway. Just enjoy yourself. <laughs> Everything's too late. Dreams. You should have given up on your dreams at seven. That's when all the dreams die. So just stop. <laughs> yeah. Just go to bed and watch a TV oh, show. Here's one I like. So like yeah. That's him. Hey, if it were gonna happen, it would have happened by now. But that's not true. Because no, I know. But yeah, I mean, we're always. Or is it? The, the only reason why you fucking have a thought of a thing you want to do is because you have the right and the want to do it. So if you have it, then you should be doing it. Because it's not about the getting of the thing. It's about the going toward the thing yeah. that makes you happy. You never fucking hear anybody like, oh, I got the Academy Award. And then I was like, now I'm happy. They were like going toward the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Although Amy Schumer, whom I like recently posted a side-by-side of Judd Apatow and Howard Stern. And she's like, I just want to thank these two men who helped me realize my dreams in ways no one had before. I was like, wow. Not a lot of people announce that they've realized their dreams. Yeah, I guess. Or because maybe they're afraid they're not going to have any more dreams. Once right. They but the, I think actually you make a dream and then you'll just make more. Mm. I really like do that. think that. I literally... And this is a segue. I'm like the queen. I don't know if you knew this about me. I'm the queen no, of segues. No, I've been listening. You are. Thank you very much. Sometimes they're clunky, and sometimes you think, that doesn't seem befitting of a queen. No, I think you've but, lubed them up real good. I'm yeah. ready. Um, but, uh, oh my God. What the yeah. fuck was I saying? It's a segue, and it's No, beautiful. I know. You literally. Oh, I know what I, yeah. thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Yeah. I literally have had dreams over the years of my band, because we, we, we're from the old days. Uh, we broke up. We, we all moved and everything. And, but I literally will have dreams where there, I have a show that afternoon and I happen to be in town, but I'm like current day me, but they've still been playing and will I remember the songs? And the crazy thing is that usually the, the, the set goes well in the dream. But as we were preparing for this show, because again, we, we all live far apart, so we only got in a couple practices, I was thinking it's weird and it's awesome to be doing this. I literally dreamed about this. But the segue is now, band, come on out. Kirsten, you put yourself somewhere where you're comfortable and where your there, ears listen, will be protected. So you will be coming back out afterwards because we are gonna we have more to talk about. But let's get the Angoras out here.
Can you really not? Ah. That's my masterful comment to that. Ah.
I want to tell you guys about American Home Shield. They offer home warranties. Are you a homeowner? Do you have a home warranty? Uh, there's things that they cover that your homeowner's insurance does not cover. They offer coverage for up to 21 home systems and appliances, plus unlimited electronics coverage for tablets, flat screen TVs, and more. If American Home Shield can't repair the covered item, they'll replace it or offer an alternative solution. So uh, it was explained to me that this is a great, especially if you have some older appliances in your house, this is a great thing to do because you know, you know, eventually they might give out. We have newish everything. So I thought, well, we've got newish everything. And then our microwave broke and I was kicking myself that I don't have this. I did. I'm familiar with American Home Shield because we had a different kind of policy um, that came with the house for the first year. And we, we dealt with them a couple of times and they were wonderful and they arrived on time and they were great. Um, so I wish they had been here when that microwave, I wish I had I wish I'd had the home warranty. Uh, now I won't be a dum-dum and I will get a home warranty. Uh, coverage available no matter how old your systems and appliances are. You know what? I don't think I should call myself a dum-dum. That feels overly judgmental. All I'm saying is it would have been nice. You know, it would have been nice. Uh, it helps protect your home and plan for the cost of unexpected repairs, plans and pricing to fit every budget exclusive $50 off for listeners of my show. Go to ahs.com slash best friend today to save $50 and start protecting your home and budget from inevitable breakdowns. ahs.com slash best friend. That's ahs.com slash best friend for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield, be sure with the shield. Limitations and exclusions apply. See plan for details. All right, now everyone, not you guys, but everyone else, join on stage. There's some chairs over there and over there. Tim, you could probably just stay there. Okay. Um, Tony, come back. And Kirsten, you take, yeah, everyone just, I told them backstage, I'm like, it's going to be chaotic because there's so many people on stage, but it's going to be fun. So just you wait for the fun chaos. Uh, yeah, sit wherever and just grab a mic. Um, Kirsten, you're going to want to get a mic. Tim has a mic. Some people may need to share a mic. Tony's drinking beers. Do we? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three. We need one more, one more chair. Yeah. Watch that. Okay. Look at that. Okay. Perfect. Are there chairs? We can all just sit on the floor and just be. Yeah, we'll figure it out. You guys. That conversation we had about being an adult. I oh this is fun. Oh. This is, someone should have an acoustic guitar now. Yeah. Um, oh Tony, grab that mic. Yeah, and then uh, when it looks like Paula or Yami need to speak, when it, you or I will. Here, you want to trade? No, mine's mm. over here. I think we're. I think we're. We'll okay. figure it out. Yeah, yeah. We're I pros. played a couple clunkers, you guys. I, 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 I was amazing. on stage. I was thinking. I wonder if the audience can tell who's clunking it up. Um, did you? I don't. I feel like you guys are just saying that to make me feel better. Isn't that part of the aesthetic, though? Is a little bit of clunk. Yeah, I, I like think so. Pull it all back oh, sorry. oh no! Then you pull it all back together. We're a little dirty. Paula, your lipstick is so. You. I feel like I'm. Sti- you have no idea how much glitter is backstage right now. 
I feel like I'm staring at Dorothy's shoes on your lips. Thank you. <laughs> uh, when we were doing sound check, Paula's like, oh, what time is it? Because I got to b- glitterize and birdify. Is that what you said? <laughs> um, very fun to have you guys all here. Mm. <laughs> you have a mouthful of monster energy water. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen, and I don't know if they're a sponsor for this festival or what, uh, but there's this canned water that looks like beer or an energy drink and I feel real douchey drinking it even though I've been drinking it during the shows because sometimes you need some water okay so we are going to do a segment called Just Me or Everyone and we have a little song sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done is it just me or everyone and, oh, by the way, someone, Greg knows this well, someone wrote in to Childish and they're like, I like the show except for the way Allison says and, because I apparently go and, and so now I'm just going to do it a thousand times more, because I, like Kirsten and I were talking about, am an adult. Uh, but anyway, right. all right, so uh, actually, and... Uh, does anyone in the audience have a Just Me or Everyone? Put your hand up if you do. If not, I'll just go to the ones that were, that were sent in. I know that I'm, um, I'm surprising you with this. Okay, if anyone has one at any point, just throw your hand up in the air. Don't. Oh, you do? Come on down, and I will let you talk into the microphone. So this is where people write in with things that they... I've dropped a pick, you guys evidence that rock happened with things that they think or do and they wonder is it just me or is it everyone and we have an audience participant what's your name jonathan jonathan hi hi what's your jmo uh whenever i'm going back to my car in a parking lot uh, frequently the car right next to me somebody is getting into or out of it (laughs) yes i think that wait wait oh no 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 you come back so Baby Yoda. I'm not a Star Wars person at all, but I do like The Mandalorian because I like cute things. Um, So what do you do in that situation then? Uh, I tell one of my friends who thinks I'm crazy. Right. But I mean, when you're getting in or out of your car and there's also someone doing that, do you just wait for them or are you like, hang on, and then you just do it real fast? No, I just find it's weird that I'm coming out of like a Target and I'm going to my car and then it just happens to be that the other people are going to their car that's right next to me. Yeah. Right. Do you ever feel like you're together on this journey we call life? I don't know. No, I don't either. Yeah, I'm always just like, okay, I'm just going to check my phone. I want to know the etiquette of when you go up to a car and someone starts to get out, but you're waiting to get in, who goes first? Yeah, I don't know. I tend to like it. I could jump in real quick and go. This is the difference between you and me. Because I'm like, I'm going to check Twitter over here. I'll just be over here so that they get out fast. Um, because I don't, that's a lot of pressure for me to get in and out of my car. I recently had a thing, and I, and I tweeted about this because it was very, it was a big deal. I w- there was, it was a very crowded parking lot. There were four spots next to each other. And the two people on the out like in one and four were each parked like assholes they were like a little bit over the line so i had no choice but to just take up two and three given my weight issues it was very triggering um no i was like i don't 
I guess I'm just going to park like an asshole too. I don't know what to do because I can't fit in into a spot. I have to. And then I was very worried that when I came back to my car, one and four were going to be gone, and then I would just be like the lone jerk. But they were still there. Yeah. But then someone in response to that wrote, and if that person is here, I hope you enjoy your moral high ground. They're like, just don't park there. Two wrongs don't make a right. So I said, what would you do? I turned it right back in his face. I said, what would you do if there was the only parking spot and you had to go somewhere? I didn't add that where I was going was a hair appointment. <laughs> but I mean, what? Just because someone styles hair, does their time not count? Hello. Let's do another Just Mirror Everyone. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. Okay. Jerry Morales. Could be Gary. I think it's Jerry. Just mirror everyone. The last 20 years have seemed like just one slightly longer decade. Like I didn't really realize when we went from the aughts into the tens, really, until this past New Year's Day. Hashtag I'm old AF. That means as fuck. Um, Yes, I, this past December is when I realized like, oh, the decade is changing. I really have no, and I didn't, I did not do one of those posts if anyone here did, I think they're cool. But I didn't do one of those posts where it's like, this decade I like got married, had two babies, realized my dreams, put out a book. I'm not talking about myself, by the way, even though I did some of that stuff. Because um, I feel like the... Did anyone here do one of those posts? Okay. I feel like those are very like, look at me. It's just a like, here's a, a, my 10 years in review of things that'll make you feel like, what have you done with yourself? But anyway, yeah, I did... Yes, I was going to say that I think this thing that people do where they, I, I, you hear a lot of people do this. They go like, oh my God, can you believe January is over? I can't believe it. And like, there's always this thing like, it's already Friday? Like, how did that happen? And it's sort of like this panic and I hate it. So it makes me so fucking mad when people do it. And so, and again, this is another thing from when I was a kid. People did that. I'm like, I'm never going to fuck. And I think it's pattern recognition. You hear yeah. a lot of people go, it's going so fast. You go, it's going so fast. You look for evidence mm. how it's going so fast to prove to yourself, it's going so fast. If you really look at it, I'm sorry, it's been 20 years. However, Earth has been along, around a long time. And if, if, I don't know the answer to this, but if, let's say, this is not our first time on the marble and you've been on here before, this is just like a second. So it's really, yeah, okay, I guess it's fast. But at the same time, it's 20 years. It's a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time. If you had to sit and watch something you didn't want to watch for 20 years, you'd be like, that was a long time. You know when? Like, that's what I think. I defy this. Things are going too fast. I had someone talk to me and they're like new decade blah blah blah. like just like reevaluate i'm like girl i've been through so many decades fucking i can't this this is nothing yeah like for a younger person a new decade though means a little more right right (laughs) i know know. well i do wonder does it feel like it's going faster because we've just done it so many times like the first time you do a drive you notice every part of it and then when it's your commute you're just like did i you're like i ended up here (laughs) I know I read a thing I read a thing that they said that as you get older I think it was like in psychology today or something as you get older your brain gets more efficient with things you're used to yeah so it it's being efficient which makes you think that time is contracting you know what I mean kind of a thing but it's just efficient I don't know the thing that and this does not speak well about what I do with my time but the thing that actually does make me feel I don't have panic about like oh my god it's this day again but the thing where I'm like it's groundhog day is like it's always throwback Thursday 
That's an Instagram thing. <laughs> I feel like it's always fucking Throwback Thursday. But don't make it Throwback Thursday then. I it's don't. It's up to you to make it a different kind of Thursday. Right. Then. If it bothers you, you have to make it like throw up Thursday. Throw up Thursday. <laughs> throw up Thursday. Yeah. That's the day we all take pictures of our vomit and post it. Hashtag throw, throw up Thursday. Thursday again. Jesus. It's up to you. <laughs> throw up Thursday is what I call the years that I lived in Orange County and hung out with you guys. Yeah. Orange County. Oh, wait. No? No? Yeah, uh, Orange County. Okay. Here's one. I like when... So je, so if you have it, just me or everyone to send in, tweet it to at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F uh, and use the hashtag J-M-O-E, which is just me or everyone or J-M-O. But you... So, most, so all of these are ones that people sent in. However, occasionally someone will tag me in one that someone else posted, not even realizing that I do this show, but they're like, this is a good J-M-O. So anyway, and this one went um, viral. Someone named Alex Christoffi said, yesterday my colleague called me a quote-unquote book murderer because I cut long books in half to make them more portable. Does anyone else do this? Is it just me? Wait, what? I saw that. Yeah, did you see a angry reaction? He posted a photo of like these paperback books cut in half. I've seen people do this, but I feel like get get on the mic, girl. Anyone would do that? Raise your hand. No. I'm going to give it to somebody else to read in parts, tape it back together. I feel like when you're like, that's horrible. Does anyone do that? You're not going to get an honest answer. My independent thinkers out there. That's right. Um, yeah, I've seen people do this, but I feel like usually they're doing it with um, like pulp fiction novels or uh, just books that we don't respect. Why? I, why <laughs> this? I can't even wrap my head around this. It, this is to save space and the weight of the book. Get a Kindle. Yeah, just don't like it. I'm trying to find I a don't reasonable like it analogy. Yeah. It's like. Okay, I have my lipstick, and then I just slice off the bit I might use this week. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're walking around like the dick with half a book. Right. You know what I feel like? But I feel like... Also, it's making an assumption that you might not want to go back or forward in the book, or like, you always know how fast you read. Yeah. Yeah. What if you get get to the last page? Right. Right, exactly. What happens next? I don't... Yeah, I... uh, and how much space, I mean, unless you're reading mm, Gone with the Wind, to use a timely reference, how much space are you even saving in your bag, Tony? Well, which half? Like, how are they cutting it? Yeah. You only get the top pages. <laughs> I, think they're, I think they're going lengthwise. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, story did not make sense at all. It was like just reading the top half. <laughs> no, but you'll remember, and then when you read the right part of the page, you'll, yeah. Uh, okay, Joel Hecht says, sock, sock. By the way, Paula, if you want to say anything, no, Paula. Just, uh, get back just in the middle. Me. Get back in the Sorry. middle. Um, Joel Hecht says, sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or get the fuck out. Just smear everyone. Um, Bert Kreischer, uh, another podcaster, comedian, funny guy, recently said that his daughter does sock shoe, sock shoe. Um, I don't do that. That's, that's chaotic. Sock, sock. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Do you care to say Who does that? Because that's really say? fucking stupid. Yeah, anyway. Anyone? Do you care I, to say more I actually that? do that. Because your socks are in your you sock shoe? your shoes are by the entry, so you have to put on a sock and then go down and put a shoe on, <laughs> and then go back up and right. put on another sock and then put another shoe on, right. and then go. I'm going to come back to the fact that apparently you live in a 
a shoeless home. Yeah. Kirsten, you go socks, shoes, socks. I do. I switch it around. Okay. I try to switch things just around. Like I try to like if I'm usually eat with this hand, which I do because I'm left handed. I try to do this. So that's one of the things that like when I remember, I'm like, you should just try it. I get a little mad. When I do it, like my insides don't want me doing it. Mm-hmm. Like deep in my spine, I know it's wrong. But also, am I being chased by a bear? No. So I do it sometimes, yeah. Uh, is this one of those like, I'm going to keep my mind nimble sort of things? Is that what you're doing? No, I think it's more like your thing about being angry about Thursday. Why? Right. Why do I have to do it like that? <laughs> like I think it's more like that. I remember reading something that was talking about habits and compulsions um, and it was talking about the, the discomfort you experience when you, when you break a habit or when you stop a compulsion. And they were saying, you know, we all fold our arms a certain... I'm going to make everyone do this now. We all fold our arms a certain way. Imagine folding your arm the reverse. Think how uncomfortable it feels. Everyone do it. Does it feel uncomfortable? Yeah, I don't know what I normally... I like it. I can't even do it. It's hard. It's foreign. It feels like I'm getting a hug from someone else. <laughs> Paula? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in my ways. Yeah, same. You know what I did yesterday? All, maybe this was what threw yesterday off for me. Oh, what, I, what brought on the crystal meth? Head? Yeah. I, and if, I'm curious if anyone has ever experienced this, this sensation. That's the word I'm going with. Uh, I, I needed, I, after the show that we had played in LA, I did not get to get a shower. And uh, I felt real gross the next day. And so I went into our tiny bus bathroom and I wanted to change my pants and my underwear. But I, I kept my shirt and my jacket on. And so that was literally for a moment. All I was wearing was my jacket and shirt. And uh, it felt uh, great. <laughs> I heard that referred to as porky pigging. Yeah. Because he just wore yeah. a shirt. I know it sounds like a sex act. It might also be a sex act, but it's also when you just have a yeah. shirt on. Tim, shoeless house? No, I, I slip into isotoners by the entrance. <laughs> take, Do you really? I take my sneakers off and put on my slippers. You did mention last night that you wish you brought your slippers to the Airbnb. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so many, many Orange County friends who came up, and you guys, but not Paula because you're in a hotel, and I'm in a hotel. You guys are staying in an Airbnb how, and you guys all went out last night, and I didn't go. It's, I did an Instagram story about it. It's a whole thing. Um, I just did long story. How was it? What have I missed? Have I missed like the most fun time ever? <laughs> ever? No, just kidding. No, it's lovely. Did you guys stay up late and reminisce? I mean, we had a great dinner, and we we had pretty good food. <laughs> yeah, I heard it wasn't we saying, that good. Yeah, it wasn't that good. But it was. I didn't miss out. But that waiter though yeah. was cute. Smelled bad. <laughs> He had Bia. I didn't notice. I did not notice the waiter smell. (laughs) Were you near him? He he hovered near me several times, but there was no... I thought it was me. He's like, it's that waiter smelled, and I'm like, we just practiced for two hours straight. Came straight here. It might be me. But you don't think it was Yami? No. I know it was him. Okay. Positive. (laughs) Well, natural deodorant doesn't do much. That sounds sounds like I missed quite a night. Okay. Let's see. 
Oh, here's one that I don't know if anyone will relate to besides me and the one who sent it in. Sarah says, I get really curious when I'm in someone's house who doesn't keep their bread in the freezer. I wonder if they don't care about carb intake or if they don't care about food waste. Oh, wait a minute. I interpreted this differently than she means it. I then try to use other personality clues to guess which kind of person they are. So I don't, I don't even keep bread in my house. Um, when I was pregnant, I did, though. But now that I am not with child, there's, there's no bread. Uh, like Tim lives a shoeless existence, <laughs> in essence. No one else in your household eats bread? Not if I have my say about it. <laughs> if they really wanted it, they could have it. But, um, no. Oh, it's so nice of you. I know. If you... I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, if you want to have bread in your house, if you, if you wish to have it, why would you put it in the freezer that's what i'm throwing when it's by. cold i don't want cold bread i want i mean maybe refrigerator bread because sometimes you know the, it'll get weird if you mm. leave it out sometimes but like i don't understand that that would make me mad if i only yeah. thought if they were like oh all my bread's in their yeah. freezer you open the and then there's like a beautiful baguette from france and it's in the freezer that's wrong. I love that your gesture for freezer was to pull out the lower drawer. Uh, that's, that's in my mind. That's what I did. Freezer privilege. Yep. Yeah. Um, I I now finally have a freezer drawer thing, but back in the old days, uh, I was on the Adam Carolla show for years, and uh, Adam and Brian had freezers on the bottom, and I just had a side by side, and the amount of shit that I got for that for being. What if you had one on the top? That's what I have. I would have been fired years before I was. Shame. Wait. Shamey. Mm-hmm. You have a top freezer? Yeah. Oh I live God. like a peasant. <laughs> TBH, to be honest. Thank I don't you. See what's, you're welcome. I don't see, the side by side, I feel like there's less of everything. But I don't, the freezer on the top is fine. I know it's controversial. <laughs> Razor on the top is twenty. We have we have a box that keeps our food cold. We should all just be happy about that. For goodness, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> Finally, somewhere to keep our bread. Right. <laughs> well, I think what she's saying is, if you keep your bread in the freezer, it's either because you're trying not to eat it. Or you're trying not for it not to go bad. How about it if you're trying like not? She's being judgy and she's like super keto and like what kind of asshole is this who's leaving their bread out, just flaunting their bread eating? They're, that's <laughs> why wow, I took it, but I'm probably defensive. Well, yeah. And how about if if you don't want bread, don't have it. Just throw it away. Sarah, maybe every once in a while you want a piece of toast, so you're like, I'll put it in the freezer so it'll last forever. Then you pull out a piece and you put it in the toaster oven. But it somebody, lasts oh, forever in the fridge, somebody's too. Somebody's defending it out I here. I kind of... I feel oh, like I may have okay. put bread in the freezer at some Becky, point. Becky, come on Definitely. down. Okay. Do Stand it. Stand up. Stand up. Oh. Got it. I freeze. Sorry. I freeze everything. I freeze everything. I can give tips on freezing things. And we have kids only on the weekends. And we buy bread Lucky. for when they're oh. there. <laughs> and so I freeze it. <laughs> so I, and, I, and I freeze um, tortilla chips. And I freeze leftovers in individual portions so that I can eat individual portions. And I freeze everything. I freeze cake. I freeze everything. Do you have a freezer on the bottom or top or side? I, I have. Do you have a separate <laughs> freezer? She has a freezer in the garage. And a freezer. Yes, I have a separate freezer in the garage and the freezer on the bottom, which Read I think is like amazing because then theoretically the veggie drawers are at. Um, a very reasonable mm-hmm. level, but it hasn't actually helped that situation. And now the <laughs> most important question. Mm-hmm. Do you have a toaster oven? Yes. 
Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. And here is our last Just Me or Everyone. Because uh, I know there's some cat owners on this stage. Bex says, My cat <clears throat> loves to put his butthole in my face. I'm talking skin to skin butthole. Why? Just me or every cat. I don't have a cat, although I like cats. I've been, I've been painted with this, this you don't like cats thing, which came from old producer Jeff, who thought it was funny to splice together me saying a bunch of negative things. He like made it sound like I was saying it about cats, which I wasn't. Um, I'm fine with cats. I'm allergic to them. People on stage with cats, do they stick their buttholes in your face? Mine doesn't, but may, I haven't trained them to do that. <laughs> you should. I'm, st- I'm sorry. I'm still shocked because I feel very possessive about the carbs that are being hidden. I'm still very like, Where, why are you keeping them out, out to visit with everyone? Um, <laughs> I, uh, no, my cats, my cats don't, they do a lot of, they're diabolical, but they don't do that particular fetish. What diabolical fetish. thing do they do? Um, <laughs> well, I have one. They're all like, found you know this cat was in a dumpster or this one so there i have three little and then i have about nine i have a destruction of ferals outside that i've been systematically catching and getting them you know getting them fixed and then releasing them so they they mind their own business and you know live their lives they have a band similar to yours and uh and the ones though inside um one of them he just gets mad and i can't figure out what makes him so mad so like i left some protein bars because i was coming here and i was like i don't know if there's going to be food um so i threw these protein bars, and he got angry at them and it just peed all over the protein bars that's really i mean there's nothing funny about it it's just no but it's diabolical was that their food was that what you were giving no it was my food and he just oh i thought you were giving him protein he does this this is what i mean by diabolical i'll feed him and i'll feed them and everyone gets fed the three cats, D'Artagnan, Atreyu, Gus Gus, they all get fed. These are their names. Wait, are they all... Are the, I only know D'Artagnan as one of the three musketeers. Yeah, are he's those, got a mole right here, so it makes sense. He seems swashbuckly. Are those, and, um, all other, are those the other two musketeers? No, Atreyu names? is from okay. The NeverEnding Story, because oh, I had a dog. I had a dog yeah. lived for 17 years, and his name was Bastion, so it made Aww, sense to have a Atreyu. Sweet. I know. And then Gus Gus was just... His name is he, like the rat from Cinderella. Um, and uh, Gus Gus, uh, he was like my first weird uh, feral one, and he just... He, he will eat his food, and then when the plate's done, I don't know about a cat who does this. It's diabolical. He pees in the plate. Ooh. Yeah. Like, why? Like, what? It's right. sort of like, fuck you. No one else is going to use this plate. Boom. <laughs> done. And he does it like he has ever he wants for nothing. And so he doesn't, but he doesn't stick his butthole in my face. He just pees on everything. Well, I think I, I, think I take a butthole over pee. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> That's the interesting thing. You'd think poop is so much grosser. Uh, and actually, with human children, it is. But with pets, I think I'll take a poop over a pee. Yeah. Well, they lick their butthole clean, so you're yeah. getting a clean butthole. Yeah. On your skin, hopefully. We could learn a thing or two from that. What did you say? I just, yeah. We could learn a thing or two from maybe. that, maybe. <laughs> I've seen you try to get Yoga close. But if you could, <laughs> if you could lick your butthole clean, would you? And would you never leave the house? <laughs> I would, change, I would change my diet considerably first, and then yes. <laughs> oh, what would you change it to, though? I don't know. Whatever would make it really, Wet like, super clean teen there. I don't know. Yes, that's a good idea. Freezer bread. Yeah, freezer bread. Yeah. Bread. Yeah. Um, all right. 
let's, uh, we're going to play some songs again. Now, just, this feels unnatural to be doing it this, much like crossing my arms the weird way. Uh, but I think <laughs> now would be the time to just mention a few things. Kirsten, mm. what else? Uh, do your plugs, please. Let people know where else they can find you this weekend. Oh, okay. Tonight, I'm going to be at the Swedish American Hall with a podcast called Voyage to the Stars. Um, and I, that ble- starts at 7.30 tonight. I am on a television program called Criminal Minds that is finishing its final season. The series finale, I co-wrote. It's the fifth one I've co-wrote. And it's up my baby because it was like the ending of the series. Um, and that will come up. And I, I just finished a short film called um, Curtains that is going into a bunch of festivals. Wonderful. There. Uh, oh, and I sell booze. So if you live in Orange County, go to the Blinking Owl Distillery, or tell people at restaurants in California, "Hey, do you guys have Blinking Owl? That's nice." Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Rosen. Um, I'm on Patreon. Patreon. Oh my God, that was so. That's better than I do it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna agree. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com/slash Allison Rosen. I'm also on Cameo. Listen to my other podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons. Childish. Greg is doing his podcast, Fitz Dog Radio, at 4 p.m. today. So go to that if you're looking for something at 4. Um, what am I? Thank you to Sketchfest. Thank you to everyone at the Gateway Theater. Thank you for having me. Um, Tony has a podcast, Bizarre Albums. And yes. he's on tour right now with Motion City Soundtrack, but it's winding up. Yeah. And, and if anybody wants any Bizarre Album stickers, I have some. So let me know. And we have Angora stickers that are, I don't know if the adhesive still works. Tim, Yami, Paula, anything? Oh, you, you, you guys have other bands. I do have a band. Uh, we're at The Heels Rock uh, on Facebook, and you can find The Heels there. That's good. Tim, Yami, do you guys want to mention anything? Um, I'm in, I play in a band called The Suicide Notes, based out of Portland, Oregon. And we're on Apple Music. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. And the Angoras... Yeah. Us. Uh, our music is now available all places you buy, not physical stores, but I don't know if those exist anymore. All places you buy and stream music. So go, uh, go listen to our stuff from a long time ago. All right. Let's, uh, let's do this again. I think one of those comes back, yeah.
I know that the announcement at the beginning said not to take photos, but if you guys want to take photos or videos or whatever, that's fine. Just, um, just send them to me and tag me in them. Pictures! So cool. Oh, yeah.
guys. Do we exit the stage and let them call us back, or do we just do our last one? Should we just do it? You guys are so nice. Thank you. Dude, thank you so much, Allison, for having us do this. This is amazing. So fun. I'm so glad. Yeah, so I started telling this story before. Daniel was like, he's like, I wish the Angoras could play it. I'm like, that would be awesome, but I don't know. And then later I thought, why don't I just send them an email? Like, so I just sent you guys an email. So I'm like, I know this is kind of crazy, but... Um, and then really qu- quickly, you guys all wrote back and said you're in. And I've just been like on cloud nine ever since. So we have to do this more often. Now, Tim suggested once every 10 years last night. <laughs> every decade. Which sounds ambitious. I think we have to do it more often. Yeah. Why not? Okay, great. Okay. Yeah. Done. And I'd like to thank Tony for the crystal meth by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Tony. Uh, and thank you, everyone. This truly is our last song. We have not prepared anymore. So uh, soak this one up. Yeah, no, Enjoy it. No love it. Encores. Right. We We're not going to come. We do that. We're we not going to we come don't. out dressed oh. like light bulbs. Sorry. No, you go. Oh, it's okay. That was a Red Hot Toe Peppers reference that no one got. Oh. That was good. Thank you. <laughs>
Give us praise.